I swear to God, you're like talking. You suddenly have devolved in this one conversation into like a Gen Z <laughs> retard. I don't care. Hey, man, just no, be cool. I don't give a shit. You know, what's the big deal, man? <laughs> hey, so no, college. No, it's so simple, surfing? man. Just get some weed, then don't wear shoes, and live in a fucking tent. What the fuck happened to you today? Smith College, man. Haven't you just put on some boat Who cares? Shoes? So people ruin their lives. Who cares, Dude, man? I didn't even know there back. was a Smith College. Listen, listen to some Jimmy Buffett, man. Come Monday, everything's gonna be cool. I'm Don Hall. And I'm David Himmel. And this is the Literate Apecast. David get a little saucy, so be forewarned, your sensitivity is not their problem. The Literate Ape Cast is for people who can handle both their liquor and their gag reflex. Oh boy, so I'm here's glad I'm a done question. We, Holy we, oh, shit. All right, well, before we get to the article, let's talk a little <sighs> bit about the concept of, uh, sort of the whole concept of freedom of speech, because right now, you know, there there was the the argument in the summer that the protesters were not getting to practice their free expression of well, protest. Last summer. Last summer. Yeah. There, no, this last this past summer. I feel like we're missing for those who are just tuning in, I feel like we're missing the, you know, previously on family ties moment. I don't know what that means. I mean I know what that means, but I don't know what you mean by that. I feel like we're talking about something that the listener, the listener, no, the listener was was here. They were here in the United States last summer when the George Floyd protests were going on, and the cops were coming down on him, and then the looting, and then the burning of police buildings, and then Antifa and all that. And so there was a big argument at that time that the government <laughs> was suppressing their freedom of speech. Now, right, you have the alt right. And a lot of the GOP senators saying, well, you're suppressing our freedom of speech by deplatforming Trump and all these groups. And even more so now, like, uh, you know, you just get a lot of this. So the question that I that I ask and it's it's you know, it's 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 who gets to decide what speech is allowed for us to listen to. And, and keeping in mind, I think people get this mis. This is a misunderstanding. I think people yeah. get this messed up. Is that freedom of speech is a right under the Constitution, but it doesn't mean you can just go around saying whatever you want. Freedom of speech, <laughs> right. yeah. The, the, the there bill are of there rights, are limits to the well. The bill yeah. of regardless of the bill, the bill of rights is simply that the government cannot infringe upon your speech. There's no there's no law. There's no like born in right, right right that corporations can't infringe on your speech. That mobs of people can't infringe on your speech. That you can't be fired for your speech. That you can't you know all this kind of the Gina Carano thing. All this kind of stuff. They're mixing the two together. One is the government can't make mm-hmm. laws abridging your speech, which the government for the most part doesn't do. There's a little right. bit of a, I mean, there's a little bit of a crossover when it comes to hate speech because that is literally the government creating laws. Yes, the law the is room, as far as yeah. free speech goes, nothing that can incite violence or 
what is it? You know, you can't scream fire, fire in a crowded movie theater. Yeah, that's sort of that's sort of the Supreme Court something uh, that's going to incite limit of some it, kind yeah. of damage or harm to other people. That's that's where the line is. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the issue. Is you know, should Gina Carano be fired? I don't know. I, I, don't, I mean, know, I don't well, fucking I mean, really but, care. But, but it's not the thing about it is Disney is not a public care. company. I mean, but, yeah. but the thing is, this well, thing is, you should care. And this Matt Taibbi yeah. is making a big, he's been making stink about this for the last, I don't know, even six months, maybe even a year. Yeah. And the idea is that it seems like it's a, a you know, an easy, solvable issue, except that people are getting routinely fired routinely mobbed and destroyed. And we're not talking about, we're not talking about the, yeah, I mean, yes, definitely there, there's the Woody Allens and the Harvey Weinsteins. There's the, you know, the David Dukes. They're the people that are obvious and huge and super powerful that are being the, taken down. But the that's end not bosses. These yeah, are like the, that's, the end bosses. Yeah. But we're talking about just regular, like just like the regular guy, bad guys, like the mushrooms, like, like the, the Mexi- turtles, like, like the Mexican driver that, that made the okay sign and then got fired because apparently the okay sign is now a sign of white supremacy. Yes. And, and I just like, want to be clear that as we go through this today, I am, I, I'm, I'm painting these figures. Uh, I'm setting up a world of super, a super Mario brothers world. Mm-hmm. So the David oh. Dukes are the, the end boss. David Duke okay. and why, you know, Donald would, Trump. That's just where I'm going this? to. Well, because there's a difference between the David Dukes, who are the end bosses, and the bad guys you face along the way. The the turtles and the mushrooms and the flowers that spit fire. So like, basi- but they're basically a threat, what they're you're a problem, is, and they need to be destroyed, but they're not the ultimate. See, this is the thing. That's the thing. I don't think they are the turtles and the mushrooms. I don't think they're there to be destroyed. I don't think it's our business to destroy the Mexican guy who makes the okay sign. Well, that, no, I mean, that's, that's a ridiculous person. That's not a, that's not a, you don't get points for that. All you did was fuck a guy's life up. Well, sure, but there's a difference between, and this is where nuance comes into play. I feel like I fucking say this constantly. Just to remind people that Gina Carano said some really, really stupid shit. Like, stupid whether it was offensive, stupid whether it was just uninformed. She said some stupid shit. Should she be fired? I don't know. Should she be taught a fucking lesson and not be allowed to just say dumb shit? You know, or like get get some kind of... Uh, do I say treatment? Like she, what she said was just so stupid. But it's David, not my choice. Yeah, David. This is what I'm saying, and and, and this is you know because if if August Wilson Jackson August who Jackson. you work for yeah August for? Jackson yeah okay if they were to listen to an extensive amount of 169 ape casts yeah 69. And then they called you up and said, you said this, and you said that, and you said this, and you said that. We fire you. Is that fair? I mean, is that is there due process there? Is that something that's reasonable? Maybe not even fair. Well, is it a reasonable thing for you then to be fired for things that you said that we recorded that are out for people to consume and can listen to? And they can yeah. listen to, and then they hear you make some joke about, you know, whatever, and it's offensive, and they decide they're going to fire you, would you be all right with that? Would you go, you know what? Fuck Gina Carano and me too. Fuck me too. It's totally fair. It's totally righteous that I got fired for saying this. Is that appropriate? No, I think due process is extremely important. And I don't, but here's what I'm saying is that I don't know. 
I don't know what what happened behind the. the There's no due process in that. No. They shouldn't just fire me right They should say, David, what are you talking about here? Let's look at these things in context. There should absolutely be context and some kind of... Tr- but that's not... But, dude, but that's not how it works. You know better than that. But that's how it should work. But that's not how it works. So my question is... Well, then no, that's not how it should work. Gets, it should. Who gets to make those decisions? And, and, and are those decisions... I mean, I, I guess there's not really anything to say because you're right. Well, Disney's a, the, Disney's a private company. The, All of these colleges are private yeah. institutions. They can make these decisions however they want yes, to. Yes, they should. As long as they are not government, like public yeah. public organizations, like, like, and I'm not talking like, well, but they're public and that they have, uh, you know, a stock market or whatever. I'm talking pro- like government-funded, government-run. Okay. But a private organization has the right... Oh, to do whatever they want to do and set whatever rules they want to set within the law of the federal and state governments. Okay, so whether or not that's, up, that based, is okay, okay or not, based on that, based on exactly that thing, have you seen the movie Dark Waters? No. Okay, it's uh, Mark Ruffalo. It's I mean it's it's the same old. I mean it's a good movie. I'm not gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to diminish that it was a good movie. But it's the same old movie where a whistleblower, you know, blows the whistle on a major corporation. Yeah. And, you know, the major corporation is DuPont. They're poisoning this town, and he gets fired. Now, the ACLU comes to bat for him because he shouldn't get fired for whistleblowing. He shouldn't get fired for the speech, for his his saying that this is happening, right? Mm-hmm. And so in there were days, at least in my recollection as an American, where if you, that the corporation couldn't just fire you for speech, that they found that they deemed inappropriate, offensive, not a part of your job, all that kind of stuff, and the ACLU would come and fight for you, and you, you know you were the hero. But now, if you say something that is, or even if you don't say something and you are accused of saying something, the ACLU is not going to back you up. In fact, the ACLU is now. I mean, there was a, a Russian. Uh, like freedom fighter, like this, like and uh, like a pro democracy activist who was arrested, and the ACLU was backing him up. And then they somebody unearthed some tweets about ten to fifteen years ago that were insulting to indigenous peoples, and he has not apologized to them enough. So the ACLU dropped him and said, "Fuck you, go spend your time in your gulag because you wrote things that we found offensive." The ACLU has now lost their way. So who's there to defend people for their right to say what they want? And, and, I'm, and I'm, you know, I think I, I don't even know if I said this last week, but I definitely put it in a piece that came out last week. You know, the story, and I like the story, is this was when I was a kid. This woman yelled at us. We were outside playing. We were loud. And I was like nine. I think I was nine years old. Yeah. And, uh, and she yelled at us and we, you know, fuck you. And so we ran off. Well, I went and I got some spray paint and I spray painted fuck you <laughs> on the side of her house. Oh, Jesus. And I'll, about an hour later, mom gets a knock on the door. And this woman's a good six inches, 70 pounds heavier than my mom. And she's like, your fucking kid <laughs> vandalized my house. And my mom's reaction was to say, what makes you say, how do you accuse yeah. my son of doing this, and she looks at him and she says, he signed his fucking name. <laughs> and it's true, I was just stupid enough to sign my name. And so what I, what I say is, Gina Carano, 
Gina, when you when you put something stupid on Twitter or on a podcast or anywhere that's open for public, you're basically vandalizing and then signing your name. And if you sign your name to stupidity, then yeah, you probably deserve what you get, you know. But what if what if you're just accused of signing your name, or or you didn't even do it? You didn't. What if what if it was another kid who signed, who did the vandalism, and then signed my name? I didn't even do it, but I get punished for it. And where is the where is the basic, you know, in 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 this whole move for social justice? Is justice only for marginalized people, or is justice a principle for everybody? Justice in America is a fallacy at every level. Justice okay, in on. the criminal justice system, if we look at like what the Constitution states and the law of your your state and your town and all that, the judge, the lawyer, you know, law and order, dump dung, all that shit. The courts, for the most part, are in line with the prosecution because they all work together. They see each other every day at the fucking office. And they are benefited to rack up as much money from the accused to fund their system. That's, it's, it's, it's really basic. There are a thousand podcasts and news articles and everything else that will break this down for you further. Uh, the social justice doctrine, if we call it that, isn't real because like you're, to, it, poses, it goes immediately back to your question of, well, who says? Yeah. Who's in charge? The... There should, in theory, be due process for everything. You're accused of something. Well, let's hear the case. Where's the representation? Where is the the uh, the evidence? Or let's judge the lack thereof. Whatever it is, let's go over it and let's determine from there. But that doesn't happen so often because we work too quickly in Twitter and reaction and our feelings. And we don't pause for a moment. But even if we did, who is the judge of the social the social doctrine? Well, is Facebook, because that can eliminate who says what, like it did with Donald Trump, which I think it should. Donald Trump incites violence. He incites hatred, which is against what the Constitution of the United States allows. Okay. From my uh, very expertise, very... Uh, you know, lauded and published, respected opinion as a constitutional law professor. Yes. And someone who has served on the federal bench for 35 years. I'm an expert in this. So take that for what it's worth. It's not worth a shit. No, it's not. Um, but it's, it's, it's ultimately, it's complicated. I mean... There is the law of the land, which is what the Constitution says, and it's pretty basic what it says. Don't incite violence, don't hurt people. That's that's Ah, what, but what is but what does hurt mean? I think it's what they meant was physically. Uh, really? Because that's not what hurt means anymore. Uh, yeah, fine. I know where you're going with this and I like I, I'm just asking questions, man. But Okay, so fine. I'll play along. Let's do this. What does hurt mean? 
How no, you you just made a very clear statement that the that the Constitution says you can't have speech that hurts people. Yeah, and 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 given that the definition of harm and violence, I mean Charles Blow. Hold on, I just point this. I thought this was interesting. Charles Blow, you know who Charles Blow is right. Um, no. He writes for the New York Times columnist. Uh, he mostly oh one uh, of those lefty liberal. Yeah. Grody's, well, no, yeah. yeah, I mean, but he he wrote he wrote yeah. a, an article that came out not too bad, not too long ago. Um, he was he was writing about gender reveal parties. Oh, fucking! I hate those things. Yeah, everybody hates them. But he says, well, why do people uh, says, keep doing them? Yeah, because they and, you fucking know, want all, to. It's all the fucking you know rural fucking dummies that have their religion and think that boys like blue and girls like pink because that's how God intended. I've actually had that discussion with people, and it's fucking maddening. God didn't intend for it. It's just a nice, simple way of defining it for people. Defining what? Co- the color equals the sex. It doesn't matter. It wouldn't matter if it was if we agreed red equals boys and purple equals girls. It's the same, vi- same but difference. But you're putting this gender, which is a social construct, on an unborn child. If you're talking about their sex, which is male or female, at birth, because of their genitals, that's different. That's totally different than gender. Gender and sex are very different things. If you want to have a sex reveal party, okay, dorks, fucking go ahead. But it's not a gender reveal party. It's They're two very different things. Well, pretty recently, they're two different things, sure. They've always like, been different things. No, they haven't. We've just been, been too things. stupid to decipher which is which. Oh, so you think the the morality of today is definitive? That's what you're saying? No, I'm saying that definition of what these words. So mean. you're saying that the definition that, that that this medical opinion that you have, because we have it today, it's definitive. It's never going to change. I didn't say that. I said we should operate it by what it is. No, no, but, operate oh, no, but the by but what the it people, is today. But the people back then, well, they were stupid, and we're so much smarter. But you know the, what it reminds me of? No, wait, yeah, I'm going to tell you what it reminds the me name of. The, the meaning of the word hasn't changed. No, the meaning of the word has changed. The meaning of its use has changed. No, it's being used inaccurately. It is now. Gender never meant what you chose before. That's ne- it never was never meant. I'm not saying, and again, I'm not saying right. we're wrong. But what I am saying is, and this is what it reminds me. I, I, I'm going to go, hold on. Let me get okay. to Charles right. Blow. Yeah. I'm going to do Charles Blow, and then I'm going to go to this. So Charles Blow, he he talks about, he's writing a piece about gender reveal parties. He says, all we know before a child is born is their anatomy. They will then reveal their gender. Such occasions, occasions are cute, he tweeted. They're violent. <laughs> So so he's decided right. based on his his redefining of what violence is that a gender reveal party is violent to the child which is the stupidest bunch of shit I've ever heard. However, well violent what in it, what way? I doesn't matter. Doesn't well, it does matter. matter. No, no. Apparently Words it does matter. not matter. But David, you just said if you know it says you can't abridge speech if it is uh, incites harm on other people, if it hurts other people. Well, but and Charles that's what I'm Blow, to out, is what Charles does he mean? Blow has said that this is a violent thing. This party is a violent thing. And if it's a violent just because thing, you violence, say it's a violent thing doesn't mean that it's going to cause violence. Just because you say gender reveals something, it doesn't mean it is. It's because we all agree that's the case. Oh so my you, god, you, I don't think I understand that connection. No, you, at all. you say, okay, this is what I'm saying. Okay, here's what I'll say. I love yeah. this. You've, you've read uh, Ishmael, yeah? 
it's been a while, but sure. But okay. Yeah. So Ishmael, yeah. for those who haven't read, I remember uh, enough Daniel for, Quinn. Yeah. 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 Daniel Quinn. Um, Ishmael is basically this guy's looking for teacher. He takes an ad. He goes to and he finds and it's basically an eight hundred pound gorilla named Ishmael that teaches him. Okay, great. So one of the stories. One of the stories is an One of the stories an anthropologist goes back in time to the days of the jellyfish. You know, it's like primordial soup, and yeah. there's no no vertebrates. Uh, there's no mammals. There's not even fish. Right. Highest form of life is the jellyfish and he goes to the jellyfish and he says so so you know what happens you know what happens after you know i mean can you when you can go on land he goes what's land (laughs) right because he's a fucking jellyfish right yeah and he goes well it's that it's that it's that edge of the because that's not land that's the edge of heaven and it says oh, oh okay okay i get it he goes, but, you know, what about what comes after? He goes, after, we the jellyfish are the highest form of life. There will never be after. We were made in the image of the Almighty. Yeah. And here's the thing. We assume that the morality that we have created today, because that's what it, morality is not objective. There is no right or wrong that is defined. You yeah. know, I mean, you know, we... And so the morality that we create today, we assume is going to be the morality for the rest of eternity, which we know, we know is not accurate. Yeah. I mean, the the morality of 1905 was that women couldn't wear pants. The morality of 1950 was that black men and women couldn't, black and white women, you know, black people and white people couldn't intermarry. Yeah. The morality, and they were right because for that time, that was what that's what they had. So to assume well, that our definitions of gender and sex, our definitions of black and white, our definitions of justice and harm and violence are invaluable or inviolable is ridiculous because history demonstrates that 50 years from now, it's going to be completely different. And those people yeah. 50 years from now will go, oh, those stupid... Those stupid people in 2021 who thought gender was something you chose or it was whatever a they think. Time back then, exactly. And so, well, okay. To make that but I never but said. I've never said that absolute that the laws are absolute. That the word is absolute. What I'm saying about gender reveal parties is that yeah, you're not well, actually based on the usage of the word now, the way we interpret it, the way that it's defined in the dictionaries. To reveal, to have a gender reveal party is not something you can do with an unborn child. It's impossible. Based it's not on how you use it. Unless it blows somebody up, like it, well, like the one that it was in the paper okay. not too long ago. But then ago. we're talking about, so if you want to talk about explicitly what, what Blow said, is he said that gender reveal parties are violent. I don't, are, some of them are. Explosions could be considered well, violent. My, I mean, all right, I, I don't well, know. Here, no, no, here's my question, David. Because I, I, I love your enlightened perspective. I do. I love it that you're so enlightened. You were so woke in that particular area. So is Harry a boy or a girl? I, no, no, no. Answer the I, fucking question, smartass. Jesus Christ, you left-leaning fucking woman with a short haircut. Give me a chance to think things through. Is No, because you don't have to answer to... I'm asking, do have you, do you refer to Harry as a boy or I a girl? I refer to him as a boy. 
Because why? Of, because that's violence. Because he gets to choose that, not you. Uh, and that what you just said? Yeah. And when he's able to choose. Oh, wait a minute. And I've never given any reason not to. So a gender reveal party is the parents saying this is a boy or this is a girl before the child has an opportunity to choose because he's not he or she is not ready to choose. Is that what you're saying now? Is that now the new definition we're going to go with? I don't think so. I'm not trying to redefine what gender is. That's not... Well, apparently it has been redefined. So my point is... When? When was gender redefined? Gender was not something you chose until probably five years ago in terms of definition. And I'm not saying that that's not right. I'm simply saying... Gender is a social construct. If you choose a construct... Dude, that's one gender, thing. I, gender is a social construct is a phrase that didn't come around until about five or six years ago. So there's an enlightenment into how we structure... So in your perspective, it's an enlightenment. And in other people's perspective, I it's think a change so. of a definition. And I don't have a problem with that. But what I'm saying is, then, based on that, it's an enlightenment. Okay, we'll go with that. I don't mind that. Then, based on Charles Blow's definition of violence, well, it's just, it's an enlightenment. I don't understand. I don't know how to have this conversation because I don't understand what he's saying. I need more context. He was saying that gender reveal parties are violent. Yeah. But they're not cute. They're violent. But what is he talking about? What? Which part of it? The reveal action? Explosions are more violent than opening up a. No, don't be an idiot. You know what he meant. He meant no. He meant he mean defining, the actual he meant defining, that happened. No, or does he mean no, the influence David, on the kids? Jesus Christ! He meant the action of defining a child's gender before the child has to do it. You know that's what he means. Of Dude, course, that's what he means. I don't. I don't know because I don't know that context. I think that's what he means, but who the fuck knows what this guy's thinking? If he's writing a fucking article about gender reveal parties, have you read any stupid. Charles Blow? Have no. You read any, well, then okay, I can tell you. I have no fucking Charles Blow. I've, this is he the first is saying the violence. Blow's name. He is saying the violence is against the child for defining their gender before they have a chance. That's what he's saying. Okay, so that to me doesn't sound like the violence of an explosion. That sounds to me like a long-term PTSD that the child's re- revelation, the parents revealing pink or blue to the child is going to damage that kid because whether that's it's what an explosion saying. or cut through a cake. Well, that's fucking absurd. That to me is absurd. Well, you know, the interesting thing is that there are some people and and not just fucking rednecks with three teeth and, and living in their real world. There are credible geneticists and biologists that think the concept that gender is a social construct is a bunch of horse shit. Okay. But wait a minute. Which is right. What does that have to do with this one guy calling gender reveal parties violent? Because violence has now taken on a different meaning. Are you drunk? No. I'm wondering what kind of violence is he talking about? Is he talking about the violence of the explosions? Because there was just... No! Wait, no, where do we leave off on that? (laughs) No, moving on. And uh, and, uh, New York Times had an article that uh, I read and Rob Kozlowski shared with me after I read it. And then somebody else shared it with me after, long after I had read it. So people were like, oh, you really need to read this. 
It is in the New York Times. It's called Inside a Battle Over Race, Class, and Power at Smith College. That's a fun um, story. Um, basically, it was uh, the, the, the sub lead is a student said she was racially profiled while eating in a college dorm. An investigation found no evidence of bias, but the incident will not fade away. It's by Michael Powell. It was uh, published February 24th, 2021. Um, basically, in, 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 just, in Smith College in uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, 2018, uh, a woman named Umo Kanute, a uh, black student at Smith College, she basically said that she, she was eating at lunch in a dorm lounge when a janitor and a police officer walked over to ask her what she was doing there. The officer, who could have been carrying a lethal weapon, left her near meltdown. She wrote on Facebook saying this encounter continued a year-long pattern of harassment at Smith. All I did was be black, she wrote. It's outrageous that some people question my being at Smith College, my existence overall as a woman of color. Okay, so all hell breaks loose. Oh, God. They do it. a huge, they, 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 they basically put the janitor on leave. Yeah. The security guard uh, goes on leave, everything. And then they fight. She gets apologized to the, the, the president of the college, like publicly apologizes to her. That you know that it's a part of a spate of cases of living while black harassment across the nation, you know all this kind of stuff goes on. Um, one woman that that didn't even, I mean, she literally said hello to her, is labeled by Canute as a racist, yeah, and now can't get a job, um, you know. But but basically they they start looking and here I just want to right, this is basically what happened says student workers were not supposed to use the Tyler cafeteria. Um, the, it was reserved for summer camp program for kids. Jackie Blair, a veteran cafeteria employee, mentioned that to mentioned that to Miss Canute when she saw her getting lunch there and decided to drop it off. Just decided to drop it because, and I love this. This is what one of the janitors yeah, said. Yeah, this is hard. We used to joke, "Don't let a rich student report you because if you do, you're gone." Okay, so this Canute takes her food. She goes through a set of French doors. She sits down in the cafeteria that she's technically not supposed to be using. That because no one is supposed to be that using. No one. It's yeah. not, it has nothing to do with black. It's just she's, she's just not supposed to be in there. Mm -hmm. So a janitor, and this guy's old. He's in his 60s. He doesn't have great sight. He's just throwing out some garbage, and he notices somebody. Doesn't know if it's a man or woman. Doesn't know if she's black or white, whatever. Sees somebody in... This cafeteria, what he knows, nobody's supposed to be in there. Yeah. And he's been told, all the janitors have been told, pretty much standard practice is instead of trying to confront, if you see somebody that's broken into the building or somebody that shouldn't be there, just call security. Don't don't confront them on your own. Mm -hmm. So the old dude called security. The security officer, who does not have any weapons because the campus security have no weapons, um, just goes over and, said, and explains to her that, uh, you know, like he said, he says a well-known older campus security officer drives out of the dorm. He recognizes her as a student. They have a brief and polite conversation, which she recorded. He apologized for bothering her. <laughs> and she's, you know, just kind of let her know she's not supposed to be there. She spoke to him over discovery. Stuff like this happens way too often where people just feel like threatened. I mean, the guy was just like, you're not actually supposed to be in here. Oh, you know, I'm, violence. And, and, and so that she writes on Facebook, it's outrageous that Vi some people question my being at Smith and my existence violence. overall as a woman of color, and all hell breaks loose to the point where, yeah, I mean, yeah, and, and the thing about it is, if you read the article, there's just 
an ongoing process of this college going further and further, being beaten down um, by race grifters over and over and over to the point where... Well, I I think that the college did what it needed to do and ultimately what it proved uh, is that there was no racial... Yeah, uh, yeah, they did, but but the thing is... The woman who who made the accusation was totally mm-hmm. vindicated, right? And the and the janitor and one of the cafeteria workers who said hello to her. That's all she said was hi. Yeah. Is branded on Facebook by this woman as a racist, and now she can't even get a job. Well, she wasn't it, even branded on Facebook. This shit bled over into the real world, where she yeah, well, I mean, was getting notes on her car and such things. I no, this <sighs> is a, I love this. It's, hold on, I got so this passed on of the university furloughed her and other workers citing the coronavirus. So she applied for an hourly job at a local restaurant, and the manager set up a Zoom interview, she said, and he asked her, oh, aren't you the one involved in that incident? She said, I was pissed. I told her I didn't do anything wrong, nothing. She said, well, we're all set, and she doesn't get a job. Why? Because this student accused her of being a racist. Now, mind you, this isn't even the janitor that said, hey, I saw you in the place you should be, or the security... This is the woman who said, I'm not going to say anything to this woman. I'm just going to say hello. Mm-hmm. And she can't get a job because this woman's branded her racist. Yeah. This is Smith College. This is nuts. This is uh, people taking uh, the good intention of let's kill all the fucking racists, which I'm all for, in a really loose, gross theory. Uh but not everybody you, you want to kill is a racist. Like, do you realize if you were to kill, if you were to kill all the racists, you'd kill everybody, right? You understand that? Yeah, I'm kind of fine with that. Okay, so everybody dies. Yeah, everybody dies because everybody is basically on some level racist, unless you only accept the the Ibram X Kendi version of racism, which I don't. Well, I, I, I mean, I, I read this story about Smith College, and it's. Uh, just like shut the fuck up <laughs> like I, I really I really really am and it actually made me go back today I read this story because you just sent me like hey did you see this and I, I'm like oh I didn't I read it and then I went back and I dug up some old articles from when I was writing for this the student paper in college and yeah. I went through some shit and a lot of it was embarrassing in the way that just like being a new 19-year-old trying to find your voice as a writer, that kind of way that things are embarrassing. Um, I would still publish them today, you know, but it's still like, of oh course. my God, not my best shirt, you know. Um, but I, I just, I was thinking about like the things that upset me as a student journalist and as a student activist, which I was. This wouldn't be one of those things. Like, if if I heard about it, like, oh my God, this woman was attacked for being black eating in the dorms. Well, what the fuck is that? Let's go investigate. Let's find out what that's about because that sounds really fucking sounds fucked terrible. Up. Yeah. Let's find out. Oh wait. Oh, she was just Nothing. eating. She was eating in a closed off part of the cafeteria where nobody else was supposed to be, and so somebody said, "Yeah, hey, you're supposed to be here. You shouldn't be here." Oh, well, that doesn't sound so bad. Okay, well, let's talk to her some more. Is there something else going on? Oh. Okay, not not really. All right, cool. Let's talk to the police and make sure that nothing else. Oh, there's nothing going. There's nothing going on. 
Okay, which is what Smith College eventually proved. End of fucking story. The problem is that what happens in that wake of her anger. Because no. now... See, that's the thing is that's... Maybe we just read... Maybe you missed something in the article. The damage was not done ultimately by the student, by the accusing student. Oh, no, the I'm, damage I'm was talking done about the, by the... Right. No, the damage was done by the college... Because the college, instead of at some point going, oh, we've pretty much proven there was no racial bias, still wouldn't back down, still wouldn't apologize. In fact, they told they told the woman that ended up uh, like saying hello to her that uh, that that she could have her job back if she she said Smith Smith official, officials pressed Mrs. Blair to go into mediation with Miss Canute. So now this. This young student has accused this woman who said hello to her of being a racist. Mm -hmm. The woman's losing her job. They say, we think you should go into mediation with this student that's basically lying about you. And and the the president says, a core tenet of restorative justice is to provide people with the opportunity for willing apology, forgiveness, and reconciliation. And Mrs. Blair was like, why should I do this? The student called me a racist and I did nothing. So, of course, she didn't do it. This is the thing. Is the only way you can get out of that false accusation is to just say, "Okay, I did it, and I'm sorry." And it's like a plea agreement. Uh, yeah, it's it's a false plea, and it's not okay. And I don't think that that's the way that Smith College should have handled it. I think that they should have said, "Sorry, student, you got nothing to back it up. We've done an investigation internally, externally, all around, internally." Uh, that's not what's going to happen, though. And that's not what's no. happening in colleges all across America. No, and I don't think that that's okay. I think that that's fucking stupid. So what? That's, what the fuck? What the fuck? Like, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. What am I? What am I supposed to do about that? I, I don't. I didn't even know there was a fucking Smith's College until I read this fucking story. What the fuck? Like, did you? I don't, what the what the fuck is Smith yeah. College? Yeah, I did. Well, aren't you fucking learned? Do you know Evergreen College? I know evergreen fucking Christmas trees. Yeah, right. You, you, boy, I'll tell you what. For somebody, the it's fuck a, do a I big, care? Apparently, that's that's the line. That's ultimately the line we draw. You just what don't give a shit. What the fuck do I care about colleges? I'm not talking about. I don't care about social justice and equality and equity. I care very much about those things. But just do because you even I know can't, what equity is. Yeah, I know what equity is. Define equity for it's me. It's what I have in all six of my fucking summer homes. Okay, but define equity when it comes to social justice. <laughs> equity what is, is equity? Let me see if I can get this right, because I love this analogy. Um, equality is that everybody gets gl- everybody who needs glasses... Oh, no, wait, shit. Equality is that everybody gets glasses if they need them. Equity is giving them the right kind of glasses they need with their right prescription. Actually, that's not at all what equity is. Equality is equality of opportunity. Equity is equality of outcome. Okay. So if I have good glasses that actually fit my face and are my prescription, the outcome is going to be better. Therefore, it's equity. Yeah. Equity is, equity means that, that, uh, equity means that everybody should get paid the same regardless of their ability, 
regardless of their uh, upbringing, regardless of their education, that everyone, regardless of any other factors other than racial factors or gender factors, should have the same outcome no matter what. That's what equity technically means. It is equality of outcome rather than equality of opportunity. Equality of opportunity means everybody has the same chance. Equity means everybody has the same outcome, period. That's what equity means. Look it up. Okay. So what does that have to do with me not giving a shit about being able to name some fucking college you in Massachusetts? D- Dude, you don't even know what the definition of equity is. So why am I having this conversation with you again? Why are we having a conversation about... What is the point? I mean, this is... The Smith College story is fucking absurd. It's absurd that it happened. This woman is full of shit. I'm sorry she felt violated or violenced against her, whatever the fuck point we're trying to make here. You have no fucking case. Sorry you feel that way. Wait a minute. Move the fuck on. Back up. Hold on. And I think I'd have to go back through the archives. I don't even remember what Apecats is, but but the whole Jesse Smollett thing was a big deal. You were really frustrated about that. Yeah, fuck fucking Jesse Smollett. Same same thing. It's the same thing. Yeah, she's fucking it up for real people. You're putting this attention on a false... Yeah, but when it came to Jesse Smollett, you were very, very into it. And this woman, you just don't even give a shit because you don't even know about Smith College. I'd never seen Empire. I did, it's not like I didn't give a shit. Uh, okay, what's your point? I knew Jesse Smollett because it happened a fucking mile from my house paint me as a fucking I don't give a shit about racism because I don't know Smith fucking college the dumbest fucking last name in the United States name a college after stupid lazy fucking thinking alright Simeon cohort here's Don and David with the six things you should do for the week my first thing is watch a movie <laughs> it's <laughs> it's on Netflix <laughs> and it was good Okay. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. It wasn't All as right. good as I wanted it to be. Uh, and I'm surprised that it's getting as much award buzz as it's getting. To Five Bloods. Oh, I just said that like a white guy saying To Five Bloods. Well, that's what it's called. It's called <laughs> Duh, to five, five Bloods. bloods. Yeah. Um, I just feel like I can't say To Five Bloods without sounding like that stupid SNL sketch of The Bears. Like, I just, I, I don't know. Anyway. Uh, it's, a, it's a Spike Lee joint, right? And have you seen it? Have you watched this movie? I have seen it. I saw it when it came out. Yeah, like, it's... It's all right. It's it's fine. It is not even close to as good as his best work. Not even... I mean, no. not even... The Inside Man, which has absolutely no racial component to it whatsoever, other than that Denzel Washington's in it, is far better. Far, far better than this. I, f- I felt like this... It's, like, I love the Vietnam War, like, that time of history. That's my jam. Yeah. I love I love Spike Lee. I love his the way he works his political, um, yeah. social commentary into the movie. Like, I, I love everything Spike Lee does, even his bad stuff. Which, and I think this is one of his, like, not as good movies. I still like it. It's still good, but it's it not didn't his best really, stuff. It felt like they were playing pretend... That's exactly the thing about up it is until the, the, the script blew is, up on the fucking yeah, the script, the script <laughs> isn't great. Yeah, the script isn't great. Uh, I think Delroy Lindo is just not 
capable of eating that much scenery. I mean, you know, he tried to pull sort of like a Rod Steiger sort of, uh, yeah. uh, you know what I mean? Like this, I'm Garo! And he's just not that good an actor. Or maybe he's just not that kind of actor. That's not fair to say he's not a good actor. I, I, I don't know which it is, because he's a great actor. I don't... But he's really not good in this role, all in of my the actors, opinion. I thought all of the actors in this were really, are great actors, but I felt like nothing was great. It was good. It, I yeah. don't know. It was... Eh. It was... But, it was real safe. It was real I safe say, for Spike Lee. Spike Lee gets, uh, he likes to go, he likes to go for the jugular, but he also knows he can't go for the jugular like he used to. Well, he also tackled a, and I'm, <laughs> I say this not being a Spike Lee filmophobe or, you know, anything, but this is this was filmophile, 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 filmophobe means you're afraid of film. I'm afraid. I'm fucking terrified of VHS. Scared the shit out of me. Can't go anywhere. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no, but I think. <laughs> I think that um, this was the most expensive film he's ever produced. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to say that. Oh, the money got the it took away his creativity and his artistry. I'm not going to say that because that's fucking stupid. But I feel like he just he went really broad with it versus his other stuff, which is I don't know, anchored in American. I don't know. It's I don't know. It's weird. It just, yeah, it just didn't. But. I think everybody should watch it I, just to see it because it's, it's again it's not worth a bad seeing. film, not a bad film. Just, it, it, well, yeah. it also underlies another. See that you you have the unpopular opinion of this particular movie, and I have a very, very unpopular opinion that is associated with that movie, which is as much as I love Chadwick Boseman, he's just not a very good actor. Okay, I I I, I haven't seen or studied enough Chadwick Boseman to... I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, so maybe he's much, much better I've heard that. everything really, else, that he's really good at Yeah, that. everything else I've seen him in, including Black Panther, is he's sort of the bland guy with other people more interesting around him in every movie I've seen him in. Okay, yeah. I, it's like, you know, uh, that's not a very popular thing because he died of cancer and he was Black Panther, but whatever. So I will say it was, it was fucking weird to see him die... And have him be a ghost in this film. Oh, By yeah, the way, spoiler it, it, alert. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, there you but, go. Because it yeah. came out after he died. And like knowing right. that during filming, he was dying. Anyway. He was dying, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's why I'm afraid. Actually, that's why I haven't seen Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Is because I don't want to see him... Dying. <laughs> dying right there on screen. It just really kind of... That kind of yeah. bothers me. Because it's not like... Just because I don't think he's a great actor doesn't mean I don't think he's cool and a great guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's not like I have ill, Ill wish and I want to watch him die on screen. Anyway. <laughs> My first thing has uh, has uh, none of that. It's uh, it's a British uh, six part series. It's called Behind Her Eyes. Um, you must watch it. Is that a sex thing? Um, well, no. What it is is I, I, the thing is this is what I will tell you, and I and I'm not going to tell you fucking anything else about this because. It's it's a pretty rare movie where they you know like the big twist ending mm-hmm. is really good is like really earned, um, but behind her eyes is basically about a young woman who's a British woman she's black she's got she's uh, divorced got a single parent she's got her her kid she works in an office for a psychiatrist she goes out the first episode she goes out and is stood up by her friend and ends up accidentally running into this really hot Scottish guy. And they kind of have this moment where like they, they're flirting. It's a really great first date kind of thing. They kiss and then he runs off. 
and she doesn't know why he runs off. You know, it's like he kisses her, and it's this really, they've got a real connection. And then he's like, I can't do this, and leaves. Well, it turns out she finds out the next day that he is, in fact, her new boss, and he's married <laughs> to this incredibly hot chick. Of course. Well, it turns out the hot chick is that he's treating his wife, and she's kind of psychotic, and you can't figure out what that's all about. And then the wife befriends her so now she's friends with the wife and then she ends up fucking the dude so she's like the go-between so so far this is sort of like standard soap opera stuff right yeah i'm just gonna tell i'm just gonna say one thing <laughs> and then i'm gonna leave it to you i'm just gonna say astral projection and i'm leaving it at that hmm this is this is not the fucking series. You start it thinking you're seeing one sort of series, and in the middle of it, it genre switches in a way that was wonderful. Behind her eyes, Netflix. Behind her eyes, asshole rejection. Got it. Got it. My next thing is a read to keep up with all that's happening in the... Because apparently you don't. The woke world. I read what I can. It's in the New York Times... Hashtag fake news. Hashtag liberal tart re, re snowflake. Whatever. Inside a battle over race, class, empowered Smith College. Just read the story. It is a yarn of fucking fun and unfortunate. Nobody wins. Nobody wins. Nobody That's the wins thing about this. the story is that the student who like, I have, I, like I feel bad for her in this weird way because of society and all this other. But also, go fuck yourself because you cause so much harm. And just nobody wins. Nobody's a a good guy. Everybody's a victim. Nobody's the bad guy. It's uh, just, yeah. Fuck we me. all lose, yeah. All right, my second thing is a read. Um, along the same lines, uh, I don't know. Do you ever read any John McWhorter? I know of John McWhorter. I don't. It's not like a day. John, hey, what's up? John, what's up with John today? But yes, yeah, John, John McWhorter and Glenn Lowry are both with uh, ones. John McWhorter is a linguist, but they're both professors. They're black, and they and they have a. It's not a, as much as everybody wants to say. Oh, they're just conservative black men. They're not. They're actually not. Um, and I really like John McWhorter's perspective on things. And he wrote on his Substack. So it's John Stop dissing the woke. Are the alt-right the real problem? And basically, he's breaking it down in the same way that we're talking about. Is that that his basically his the point of the story? The and it's actually extremely well written. This guy is one of the best writers I can imagine. But his point is that the 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 writers, the alt-right, make a lot of noise and perhaps do some violence, but they don't actually affect institutions and laws. But that the woke, in his opinion, are more dangerous than the alt-right because they are actually affecting institutions and laws in ways that are increasingly uh, fracturing um, mm. the population. That's his point. It's an interesting read. I don't know if I agree with everything he says, but I like I liked it. I, yeah, it's interesting. And the headline is, Stop Dissing the Woke. Are Stop the Dissing the Woke. The are problem? the alt-right the real problem? That is the name of the piece. Because the headline sounds like he's going to go after the alt-right. Like, the woke is fine. The alt-right's the real problem. That's the way he plays. That sounds like a, a catfishing cock tease. Whatever. All right, I'll read it. It's worth reading. Also, the answer is yes, 
No. Yeah. Or no. Yes. All right. Find out for yourself. Read and that's what. There you go. I'm just so. Well, you're t- wait. I, I'm just. You, I'm going to say you are just not into this at all. No, I am. I'm just. It's like. Is it not exhausting? Like it's just fucking tiring. It's the same fucking argument over and over again, and I feel like the obvious answers are right in front of us, and it just seems so obvious, but it requires thought and just a. T- bit of effort and we could and everything would like not be as annoying i swear to god you're like talking you suddenly have devolved in this one conversation into like a gen z <laughs> retard <laughs> i don't care hey man just no, be cool. i don't give a shit you know what's the big <laughs> deal man hey smith no, college no it's have so simple surfing? man just get some weed then don't wear <laughs> shoes and live in a fucking tent what the fuck happened to you today smith college man haven't you just put on some boot who cares shoes. so people ruin their lives who cares man Dude, i didn't even know there back. was a smith college listen listen to some jimmy buffett man come monday everything's gonna be cool yeah okay so you're either you're either a boomer a stoner boomer or a gen z with your tiktok but whatever All it right, is man look you just got stupid in one conversation he- and i don't get it Here's how to just like relax and have a good time and not take everything so seriously, right? My number number three three? thing, yeah. Bill and Ted, okay, Bill and Ted. No, man, don't watch Bill and Ted. Really, kick back and relax. Like, draw a bath, put some bubbles in there, man. Light some candles. (laughs) Eat some bonbon farts or whatever, man. Prop up your iPad and watch the relaxing cool nostalgic visuals and sounds of of alan v farrow man great my third thing (laughs) is uh check out on netflix it's a movie that you probably haven't heard of because there's not a lot of famous people but michael c hall's in it and he's actually quite good but it's called in the shadow of the moon and it's a science fiction movie but it takes, with some time travel and this kind of shit, but it takes some very different avenues. I don't even know how to recover from this. I don't even know how to recover from this. This is worse. This is worse. This is going to be harder for me to edit than the one a couple of weeks ago where I was shit-faced drunk and I don't even remember having the podcast. I still have people calling me going, is that okay? I was so drunk and it was stupid, but, I, you know. Here's what you so, need, Don, is you need to just find, instead of a dangerous, a violent outlet, like drinking, which is so violent, Don. Apparently so. Just try and relax with the cool, mellow sounds <laughs> of Alan V. Farrow. <coughs> Fuck, that's some twisted shit. You can listen to the Literate Ape Cast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or any place you find your podcast, Jones. If you enjoy listening to Two White Guys Holding Court, review or share the show on your own platforms, or throw us a few bucks on Patreon. For more information about Literate Ape, go to literateape.com and check out the rest of our podcasts, all of our writing, and our events. Music on the Apecast is courtesy of Mike Vinopal and Local Motive. You can find them all over Chicago and online at locomotiveband.com.